Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Well, you've just heard the final siren and West Coast paid a heavy price in that flat period in the second quarter as they fell five points short. We're going to talk about where it was won or lost, the key players on both sides, the players that failed to step up, all the stats across the lines because Dan's going to have them, I hope. And I reckon we all took something different from that game and we all saw it differently. Welcome, Dan and Wayne. Hey, boys. Uh, well. Yeah, good to be here. Just sad it's not after a win. Yeah, look, we were just talking off air that we were, when I'm going on holiday, Wayne's going on holiday, and after that win, you wonder if we should go on holiday a bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, the bonus, we're only one game out of the eight, so let's have a look at that. <laughs> well, you got to take the positives, don't you? So we slipped as far as 33 points behind in the third term, uh, which I didn't realise was that bad until I watched it the second time. Uh, you know, North kicked six in a row, row but the Eagles fought back strongly in the second half. Um, you got to give it to them, and they fell short by five five points, boys. So I saw it one way. How did you guys see it? A brief summation of the game. What you thought? Um, well, I, look, I, there were, I think there were some positive signs in there, which were great. What I saw, and I went back and watched the first half again. Uh, only because I wanted to watch that uh, second quarter, which was a debacle. Um, the first quarter, I thought we would move the ball really well through the middle. Uh, we were looking for that lead-up player, and we, we, I think it was pretty even at quarter time. That second quarter, though, we were demolished in the middle. Um, <clears throat> the senior players, I think, in the middle let us down, with probably the exception of Shuey. Uh, but I think um, Sheed was pushed away too easily, so was Kelly. Uh, we won the ruck knocks when their big ruckman went down, and uh, uh, Cherry... Uh, Williams is within the rack, yet we weren't winning the, the clearances. Um, I think we got smashed around the ground. In all clearances around the ground, we got absolutely smashed. So I think it's where we lost the game. Yeah, it's a, uh, what can you do but reiterate what's already been said? It was just the first quarter wasn't bad. Our first two goals showed quick transition. You know, it showed the run. It's what we want to do, faster footy. First two goals were great. Uh, Oscar missed that easy shot on goal So that would have had us winning the first quarter even You know what I mean So we were thereabouts um, Then that second quarter That was some of the worst footy we've seen You know, it was so deplorable uh, Falling 34 points down But that's what made the second half almost exciting to watch though Because you did sit there you, Look, if we get the next couple of goals We're back in this game then you get the next couple of goals. You're like, oh, man, if we get the next goal, this is going to be very interesting. Up pops Ryan with a beautiful second half, and he kicked that goal. So I spoke about it's going to be a window to our season. And there you have it. We're not going to – I don't think we're finals bound. I think maybe bottom six, bottom eight. Yeah. So it is a window, but we're thereabouts. You know what I mean? Our bad footy is going to be very bad. Our good footy, you're looking – it's going to be amazing. Um Something that stuck out to me, and Kingy dissected this on first crack, was some of the coaching setups I, I liked. Um, they obviously trained for a close game like that. You know, uh, Hearn did the big bomb kick out, goes through the middle. What you might not have noticed on TV, you saw Oscar, Allen, and uh, Darling not actually compete as we all huddled in the middle. They ran forward knowing that all we needed was a quick kick, a blind kick, so we're trained. Just get it forward because there's only seconds left kind of thing. Um, sadly, Williams got done for holding the ball. It went the other way and we didn't score. But 
God, tell you what, that was close. Um, and just the ruck, you know, we dominated the taps, but just around the ground, eight possessions. It's like when the ruck goes down, impose yourself more. You know, you've got Gorn, who's just such a great intercept marker. I mean, you don't have to be Gorn. I mean, that's once in a generation ruck. But impose yourself. Float forward, try and get something. Um, the great right. man Tom said to me, who's hard in our side to get that hard ball? Because that's what I was lacking. The contested ball was what I really wasn't happy with. And I said yo, because I just mainly thought a midfielder. But that's not really – well, he is that. But it's really Nick Nat that does that for us. He's the one that uh, – what was it, in 21 when he uh, was All-Australian and played those season? He was second to clearances only behind Tom Libertore because he is a contested bull in there. And when he's not there, it shows that Williams isn't a bull in there. And when you've played that way and depend on them for so long and then you don't have that, you look lacking and – I think Sheed, Kelly, all these players in the midfield, apart from Shuey that's done it for years because of his age, they really still play almost like Nick Nats there and you can't play that way anymore. Um, so that's my takes from the game. Yeah, look, I think we're all on the money there. Um, the second quarter is what killed us. Um, when Cherry went down, they just read they read the t- taps, right? They, they put the extra person in. They had their, like, extra midfielder there. We, we didn't capitalise on it. And I don't know if that's from people on the ground just not talking to each other. But the pressure level in the second quarter, we were in front on pressure in the first quarter. Second quarter was the worst actual quarter for the whole round. Not for the, you know, the rest of the game, but for that quarter it was the rest. And when I look back at it and I watch a game twice, so why do I do it? I don't know. But it was worse the second time. Well. And um, there's a few people there. I'm not going to name names, but two-way running was non-existent. Two of them went midfielders. One was a half forward, and they're all premiership players. And oh, actually, one of them isn't. Yeah, one's not. one isn't. We traded, so you know who I'm talking about. But it just wasn't there. But was the master stroke by Clarkson putting Harry Sheasel on half-back flank, exposing the lack of two-way running, which Eagles, and when you look at the last three years, there's always been one quarter that we get smashed on a roll-on. Five or six goals and we don't stop it. We're too late to stop it or, you know, too slow to react. And maybe he capitalised on that, knowing that. Look, I'm going to name the three players they were Sheed, Kelly, and Cripps. And, you know, you, you need to lift. They're not going to get dropped next week. So they need to lift. Um, but they went alone, I guess, because there's a lot of players in that second quarter that didn't want to do any good. But let's talk about the better players in the Eagles and North Melbourne. Firstly, with North Melbourne, we had Sheasel, 34 disposals on debut. 625 metres gains, the third most in a debut ever. Uh, who else did you have? You had Audi U, whatever you call him. He had 32 disposals. Zebul 26. Simpkin, 25. So they're the key main players for hmm. North Melbourne. Oh, Eagles. He was more like Shuey. Shuey's best on ground. Oh, easily best on yeah. ground, Shuey. I love these guys. I thought Davies Juniak was a real big winner for North Melbourne too. Real big winner. So basically, um, I, I told Wayne this stat off air. Um, in that game, especially with Larky kicking six goals, so we can't forget about the power forward. It's usually always the mids and halfbackers to get the possessions and get the notice. But six goals, um, that's great. So you would assume they won the inside 50 uh, marks. 
but they didn't. They had nine inside 50 marks and we had 11. So you could look at that as positive, but really you could also look at that as a negative. That shows Gov's doing his job. He's bringing – Hearn's doing his job. They're bringing the ball to ground. They're stopping – they're killing the air ball basically. And our forwards, well, they're obviously getting good enough delivery if they're winning more marks inside 50. So to win that stat and lose the game, it's not a great sign. If you win inside 50 marks and win the game, that's a great stat. Mm. If you lose, it's disappointing. It shows shows you're actually still thereabouts in that game. You know what I mean? It shows your defenders are killing the ball. It shows your forwards are getting to good spots. Oh, well, not good spots, but taking the marks. Um, Five of those marks were in the last quarter. Well, that's the thing. We talk about about those three bad players, and I think two lifted in the second half. I wonder if something was said to them at halftime because Mm. we were deplorable over the field. But that second half, I would love to watch that game and just pretend the second quarter did not happen because it would be a different game. So my top three, definitely Shuey. Then I probably had Liam Ryan. Three goals, you know, as a small forward and uh, fulfilling uh, two players, you know, dummying and then running around and kicking the goal was beautiful. Um, and then I had Gov. It wasn't his best game, but it was solid by any other backman's standards. Mm. See, I had Gov as our best player and I thought Shuey and I think I had um, uh, Liam Ryan, Ryan simply because I think he turned the game for us in that second half. He was poor in the first half. And look, young Jinby came in the second half and did a really good job for us. See, I thought Jinby was better in the first half than the second half. See, I hardly cited him in the first half. But I think yeah, he I thought in the second half he was really good. But, but, but maybe he looked good in the second half because we looked good. The senior players all of a sudden lifted and he well, started looking good. <laughs> well, that's it. It's like, <clears throat> you know me, I love saying glass half full instead of glass half empty. But that game, you could look at it either way. Like, you could be so critical of that game because – as I said at the very beginning, our good footy looked good. Our bad footy looked really, well, you, really bad. You just said something before, and I didn't want to cut in, but you said you almost want to watch that second half and not watch the second quarter. Or even the first quarter, and, just not the second quarter. But that's been the story for the last three years, not just yeah. last year. Last year was a write-off. But that's been the story since we've won the flag. It's that one bad quarter that costs us nearly every loss that we've had. And I know people say, oh, well, you know, every team does it. Yeah. But it's just about applying pressure for longer. You know what I mean? And there's going to be, you know, momentum swings and stuff like that. Oh, they always have, but not a right. whole quarter. But for the roll-ons that keep happening against us, the Eagles have to address it. Mm. And to me, it's just – like we're going to go through the lines. Like you said, they won the disposals. They won free kicks which I don't really want to go on about the umpires. We won the hit-outs, but they went to advantage. They won the clearances 41 to 26 mm. on the back of us having the most hit-outs. That's a lot. That is absolutely a smashing, right? So I think it was at one stage you were seven goals from stoppages to one. Yeah. Um, you got to you got to work on those stoppages. Um, the, the stoppage clearances were 31 to 14, you know, in the favour of the Roos again. It's those little things that I look for, the stoppage. Just, to me, it's all about stoppages. You, you control the game if you're winning the stoppages. Mm. And yeah. and like you said, if you want to play like the Collingwoods and the Geelongs and all that, the turnover has come from pressure from the stoppage. And we're not applying enough pressure to do that. That's, that's why I see it anyway. The year we won the grand final in 2018, the great strength we had was our forward line pressure. Mm. The Like Cripps was – at top of his game, Liam Ryan was at top of his game. 
You know, and then they threw Jetta in there. He was at top of his game. Yeah, John Dom She was at top of his game. All these guys were at top of their games. Now for us, we're not a strong a strong team to give away like a six seven goal lead. It's very energy sapping to get that back. If you're a top four team like a, a Collingwood, that they can get it back in a flash. But a bottom team like us at the moment, it, it's very energy sapping and it takes the energy out of your game. You can only get you get so far. You can, you can get three goals behind in today's game and it's not so bad. But when you're six and seven goals, you lose that momentum. To get it back, it, it takes a lot of energy out of your game. You'd be surprised how hard it is to get it back into you. You just mentioned Collingwood again, right? Collingwood, 2018 playing a grand final with us. Not much different to us mm. across the board. The difference is they're playing with belief. And I think it's up – I reckon it's above the shoulders. You know the old adage, mm. football's played above the – Above the shoulders, it's all in the head. And I think that's a lot to do with the way we're playing at the moment. Yeah. The guys need to get some self-belief. They need to start winning to get that confidence back. And once they do that, I think we might see a different Eagles. Yeah. But it's yeah. getting that confidence. Don't you- don't undersell, though, the impact a young player can have on a squad. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit, that yeah. day cost being Both day in that costs. club. And even Ginevan, love him or hate him, he's good at what he does. Like, he kicks a few goals for him. So you we get a couple at- of young talent. See, we haven't had that, and now we're only getting it. Yeah. That, that, to me, is the problem. You know, they've had a couple of years to develop these kids. We don't have that. Mm. And the father-son helped them, but let's not go down that bogey the whole podcast on father-sons. But, yeah, so that that's what we need. So that's why I've, at the – the first podcast I said, it's a win-win season for the Eagles. If we see massive improvement, great as fans, we see more wins. Mm. We lose, and the bottom, the top six in this draft is amazing. So we need that. And if we get games in the Hewitt, if we get games in the Jimby, if we get another great pick this year, you know, that could be what turns you around. People forget Melbourne bounced back quick and they were down the bottom. Uh, since that 2008 grade final, uh Collingwood dropped to second Bottom Same on the ladder, yeah. yeah. So you inject the youth, um, and that's what we have to do. I'm not saying at the sake of all senior players. I find that's a mistake. I've been very vocal about that. But say Chesser goes out, gets some time in the waffle, bring then a Hewitt in. I love them playing Noah Long, you know what I mean? Because let's be honest, Noah Long would not be the best player right now. If you chucked a... Uh, SPS or uh, a Greg Clark in, they're ready-made players. But giving him that experience is great. Then surrounding him with players like Chris, but he didn't perform, sadly, which we spoke about. But then you've got Darling, you know, you've got Oscar Allen, that even though he missed all last year, he's a leader down there. Liam Ryan, you know. So he's learning off these senior players around him and all Australian players too. Let's not forget that. Um, that's the key to me. And that's why I think Collingwood's doing well is because they got Jamie Elliott back that missed a lot. Through injury when they were down the bottom. They got Ginevan, they got Dacos. They've just got a couple of kids that are really good and it injects enthusiasm into the squad too, I find. But they also recruited well this year. Bringing them at stay in allows that right. extra big. And we don't want to go on about them. But I, yeah. I think too, what we've got to understand too, we've, got, we've still got three players there that played on the weekend who haven't played football for over 12 months. Yep. You know, and again, and I've said, and you guys, as you know, I've said this many a times, it's very hard. It's not like, if you you have your, your six, eight weeks off, whatever it is, then you do your pre-season, you go you – know, I mean, you look at Bunga Hearn. Now, Bunga hasn't missed a beat. He hasn't missed a beat for years because he's never missed a bloody season. Yeah. And he's still at 36 years of age. He's you know, he's probably pretty close to – he was probably pretty close to our best player actually on the weekend, especially in that second half. He played super well. Yeah. 
but he's still got – he's got that momentum going all the time. Oscar's going to still – he's going to take a half a season to find his feet. Tom Collers. Mm-hmm. Chester, I think, needs to go back to the Rezies and have a full run in the Rezies in the lower division. Agree 100%. And, and just get some run uh, in there. I've agreed in everything you said until Chesser. Well, you'll keep playing him. Now, Chesser, he only had five touches, right? Mm. We've been pushing this guy up ever since we drafted him, right? He comes in for his first game. I know he only had five possessions, but I wouldn't cut him. Mm. I'd, I'd, I'd give him two free games. Because we've all, in the past we've all gone, um, we give these younger guys a go and then after one round they don't do anything so we drop them back, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I just don't want to fall into that pattern where you're going to drop a young guy and d- to me it doesn't send the right message. It's like we're going to put you in, we're going to back you in. You might not have a great game the first game, but – you know, you, you, he'd get told today, you got to stand up. If you want to keep that spot, you're gonna, you got two more games. Let's see what you can do. I, look, I hope he does. I, I made a point on the weekend. I said, oh, Chester's surprised he only had uh, like four or five possessions because I kept seeing him in the pack. And you guys, you made a comment to me. I hardly seen him. Didn't know he was out there. But I could see him. He's going into the packs. He's trying to get to the fall of the ball. He's trying – he just uh, – he's learning. But I, I just think he hasn't played for two years and – well, maybe a good run in the waffle doing good well, because Simo will not tell you it's up now. Simo will not drop Gaff. He will not drop Sheed. He will not drop Kelly. He will not drop Cripps. He will not drop any of those older guys. Well, he will if they're zero and six, mate. So uh, I'll tell you what, though. I wouldn't drop Sheed. He had a horrible second quarter, but he ended up with 25 disposals. And here's another one. Second half was yeah, but pretty a, good. But 100 metres gained, mate. Yeah, that's, for a, that's a, not a midfielder. Great. But with, and you know me, I do like metres gained. Yeah. Um, but with Chesser, to me, there's nothing wrong with developing your game in the waffle to me. Oh, yeah. And look. I agree, Wayne. It's the lack of footy he's had. So I wouldn't say, like, rest him. He's got to still be playing football. But you've still got the young man, Hewitt, <laughs> in the program. So I'm not saying drop him and bring in a senior player. Well, before You're still going to be playing youth and giving them all the taste. Because there is always going to be a limited amount of spots in this side. We haven't gutted it out like Hawthorne. And just quietly, what have I been saying? You can't gut that deep. And then the results on the weekend kind of showed that. Our senior play stood up. We had Gov, Ryan and Shuey. And I'd all say Liam Ryan's the youngest, but they're all senior players, aren't they? Well, so People would have traded Gov and retired Shuey. But then they stand up there and suddenly this team hasn't got smashed on the weekend. Right, Compare we, that to Hawthorne, who did cut deep, did play all these kids, wouldn't drop the kids because that's all they've got, and they get destroyed by Essendon. So right. you, you last year said if we cut more than three or four in one game, we, we're never going to win the next game, right? 100%. So, I've right, got three. So to me, we, you guys want to, say, give Chester well, – um, Should we save that for bounce down? No, I'm, I'm going to cut players. Yeah, but we're going to. I'm just going to cut players that didn't play tonight. So, didn't play good. You, you got Petrocelli. He come on as a sub. He had one touch. That's one, a cop out. Yeah, no, I but it's I a cop out. But he had one touch for three quarters. He would have had two and a goal. Yeah, but that got taken but, away. But from he didn't. Him. Not great. But, but he didn't. Right. He, yeah. he didn't impose himself. He didn't. No yeah. tackles. Nothing. Right. Yeah. So for a guy his pace, and he's played nearly fifty games or has played fifty games. Yeah. One one position to me ain't good enough, oh, it's uh, and not I'm going to be I'm going to be hard and critical on it because he's one of my favourites. And to me, if anyone needs to go back, it needs to be him. Um, you're going to look at um, what's his name? O'Neill, Jet Jamison. Yeah, I got O'Neill. So Jet Jamison subbed out, didn't make an impact. So we, we learned that going in with him and Cully, I mean not Cully, um, Bailey Williams, 
It might not work. And there could be a chance next back, but who knows with our transparency of our club. Who's the other player? O'Neill. No clearances for a midfielder. And he played quite a lot of the game in the midfield. Hasn't stepped up. There's three players straight away that I'm looking at cutting before I look at Chesser. Right? Well, I'll, I'll so, talk about it now, though. But but I don't want to go who we're going to bring in. Yeah. But they're three play. They're the three poorest players in the team. So yeah. they're the ones that are because, like you said, he's not going to drop a sheet. He's not going to drop um, Crips. So those four players there, are, and Chester could be one of them. Yeah. But to me, I'd keep Chester in the team just because it's purely his first game. Um, I'm the same. I am. Um, so they're they're the other three guys I'm cutting. Yeah. So. We, we, I don't know where he was. We'll talk about it more in bounce down, but you, we're talking about cutting people that didn't stand up, didn't step up to the grade, and those four guys just didn't do anything. I, I understand that, but I think going after the sub, I'm not saying he had a great game, he didn't have an impact at all, basically. I am very dark that goal got taken away, by the way. Just quietly. Oh, we all are. If, if that was soccering in da- and Dunstall said it in the commentary, he goes, I don't think that's called soccering in danger. I think that's actually called a goal. He made Joe. How many times do we see score reviews to see if that ball's touched before it goes over the line? Yeah. So technically, every time that's gone to score review, then that's a soccer and in danger. But that's not defending him. That's me just critiquing that goal. I did not like the fact he called soccer and in danger when it's a soccer for goal and it wasn't touched. Um, that's perfect. But yeah, as I said, you go enough. Someone that's had a quarter. It was a terrible quarter. But there's players out there that played four quarters and did perform. You mentioned O'Neill, and I'm a big fan of O'Neill. Yeah, eight disposals in a game, especially when you're given a lot of mid-time, isn't good enough. Jessa, I'm not hard on because he's a youth, but I'm like, swap him out for your Hewitt, you know? And I'll go in more detail who I bring in, obviously, in, you know, bounce down. But, yeah, there's I think there's easy changes, and I agree, you can't go with Jamison and Williams. It's not working. You need to pick one, and I've got a, a, a solution that I would do. Again, I'll say that for bounce down. But I agree 100% with the Rucks. It does not work with two of them because they're not having an impact. You get pick one and send one to the Waffle. And as I said, there's nothing wrong with developing your game in the Waffle. The Waffle, you're playing against men. It's not NAB school league that they'll be playing in bloody Victoria. Um, so develop. Dropping chess to me isn't a negative thing. It's we've given you a taste of footy. You've debuted. You've got the monkey off your back. Develop your game. These are the things you need to work on in the waffle. Work on these. We bring in another kid. Give him the game. And people that didn't play round one, that's unfortunate. But to debut it at Optus in an Eagles home game, that would be great. So give the Hewitt a taste of that maybe. All right. You got anything more to add to that, Wayne? No, no. I I mean, I I, I love Chester. I've said Chester all along. And I only say because everyone's going, he's only had five possessions, uh, you know. I mean, you guys even made the comment on the weekend. But as I say, I saw him in a lot of scrimmage scrimmage work. He just wasn't getting the ball out. But, yeah, do we drop in? But I'm a bloke I want back in is Brady Hoff. That's, he is the man I want back into the team because I think – look, well, I've whether, looked, it's, whether it's over Chess uh, or whoever, but I, yeah. I, I'm going to say again, Gaff's days are done. And anyone that tells me that his days there are, are going to be good this year – well, look, he'll get his 25 possessions, 15 possessions again. He's got no pace for the game. He cannot keep up with it. He, he can run. He's got endurance, but he's got no speed. No speed whatsoever. And he went to kick a ball on the weekend. He kicked it. He was on flat out, and he kicked it 25 metres in straight to the man, North Melbourne man. And over the top was a one of the Eagles player running open goal. 
Now, if that was Bunga Hearn, he would have kicked it and lobbed it onto him and would have bang gone. His days are done. Well, I'd, I'd say I, I tend to agree half on it, but I think he'll play a different role. So I don't want to jump on him too quick. I'll see. I'll make my decision on him this week when we're playing at a bigger ground at the Optus. So, look, um, North Melbourne, they went in wanting to win that game. We went in, I don't think, wanting to win that game. I go on body language. I don't know if you guys notice it, but if you want to go and have a look at the start of the game. Oh, definitely. Have a walk. See how they go. See how they come onto the ground. North Melbourne come out running, bonded straight away, straight after the the banner. Eagles walk through the banner and then Harley, they didn't get in tight and I'm all about body language and to me, I'm going to say it again, if Eagles want to start winning, they're going to start playing above the shoulders. And I, I didn't want to, I know because we were going on too much about the other clubs, but I, I watched about five or six games on the weekend and before the game, we were virtually the only guys that just – tapped each other on the back and that was about it and walked out. i tell you what, and again, let's name them again, Collingwood. Those guys are around each other. They're hugging each other. They're, yeah, you know, and McRae's right in the middle of them and giving them the encouragement and they come out and that's how they play. Again, body they're, language. They're playing for each other. I don't think we play for each other. I really don't. Maybe not. Just right. one quick final yep. thing. Is This is a quick one. And I said this to Wayne earlier, how in the hell do new coaches win their first game every time? Four new coaches this weekend, all four won their games. Ruse beat Richmond last year when they had the new coach mid-season. It baffles me because you know I'm a stats man. And statistically, they always win that first game. But there's no reason behind it. There's no reasoning. But nah, it happens. It's crazy. Happens. It happens. And But will it happen again this year? Probably not. <laughs> no, no way. No. Nah. All right, that's uh, the final uh, siren for you guys. Uh, we're going to break it up this year. So you can listen to whatever you want. Uh, this is going to come a bit early now because we're recording on Monday now. So um, throw everything out the window that I spoke to you last week. Actually, you might probably wouldn't have heard half of it because we did half the show and it didn't work. So um, sorry to hear about that, guys. We're only going Gave you half a show last week. So hopefully these shows work this week. Um, otherwise, we'll be getting some tech-savvy person in here to help us out what we're doing. Yeah, hopefully the bit where I was talking up Yo's importance <laughs> and Yo being fit was the bit that got cut. I can't remember what part that was in, but I yeah. jinxed that, didn't I? <laughs> no, nah, they're all out. So. We went home and you dropped. It was yeah, out. that's <laughs> it. All right, guys, uh, until next week. Uh, oh, actually, till Bounce Sound. Tune in Bounce Sound when it comes up later on in the week. Catch you, boys. Thank Share the West Coast sky I will do